Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
The shadows danced like ethereal ballerinas across the canvas backdrop of Wesley's tent, reminiscent of a dark ballet on a clandestine stage. His thoughts were still entwined with Sal's tale of abandonment and all its profound implications. Wesley, too, had experienced abandonment, but on introspection, he realized it had scarcely ruffled the surface of his emotions. It was likely because his adoption had occurred so early in life that the ghosts of his biological lineage held scant importance. The crux of his heart belonged to his foster parents, who, in his eyes, were his true family. Their love enveloped him with the warmth and authenticity of any bond of blood. However, a recent dream featuring a Romanian couple reluctantly parting with their child had awoken the dormant specters of his biological ancestry. There was an understanding he could make peace with if his birth parents had been unable to provide for him, for lack of emotional or financial resources. Such a decision carried the weight of responsibility. Yet now he was tormented by the possibility that maybe he wasn't an unwanted child, but rather was snatched away by enigmatic forces far greater than he could fathom. The pieces of the puzzle started to merge, hinting that his parents might have been ensnared in the service, or rather, entrapment, of a cryptic entity called the One Church. The very name cast an ominous shadow over his thoughts, evoking images of unrelenting zealots forcing their beliefs upon others. His disdain for religious fanaticism was intense, especially in the aftermath of the cataclysmic darkness, which had bred a resurgence of fervent faith coupled with fear. Now that he was confronted with the undeniable existence of supernatural forces, he wondered if perhaps his earlier skepticism was misplaced. Yet an unsettling question lingered. What necessitated his parents to part with him? What role did the One Church play in this, and what fate had befallen his parents? Anger swelled within him for people he didn't know, grief for individuals he'd never met, but to whom he was bound by the tendrils of shared blood. He had come to accept that the entity within him, Hesperius, was evil, a term he had once dismissed as archaic and born of ignorance. But could the One Church be any nobler if they engaged in harnessing demonic forces within human vessels, exploiting them for some sinister purpose? The shadows deepened as he yearned to believe there remained a vestige of goodness in this world. Was it the darkness that had consumed it, or had the shadows always been present, only to be thrust into stark relief by recent events? His swirling thoughts seemed to have stirred Hesperius, who was now eager to offer its insights on the matter. The Wind Church is a group of fanatical fucking zealots, weaponized holy rollers pantomiming the gestures of the goodly, performing atrocities in the name of their favorite sacred deity, Anu. I shit on their god, and when the opportunity presents itself, I, we, will topple their little churches and burn their order to the ground. Oh, we're a team now, huh? You'll have to excuse me for questioning the piousness of a being who said he would torture and eat my friends and then, what was it, shit them out with so much delight? As I've said before, I admit what I am. I do not shroud my intentions or outlooks beneath some veil of self-righteousness or pretend that I am performing some cosmic good. I am a destroyer, little Wesley, through and through, and I delight in it. Whatever you may think of me, I, unlike many creatures, am at peace with my nature. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the problem. You shouldn't be. Oh, should I lament my making? 
Self-loathe like you fucking upright monkeys love to do. And for what? We are what we are, little Wesley. Nothing can change that. Even if you hate what you are, it doesn't change it. It just makes being it that much more miserable. You say you despise religion, but you self-flagellate like some pious old monastery monk punishing himself for impure thoughts. Your kind is too weak to open its eyes against the sun and embrace the darkness working against it. The darkness that is inherently in you. Who knows? Your kind might be halfway interesting if you weren't so willfully pitiful. Yeah, spoken like a true psychopath. By the way, what the hell happened last night? Why did I wake up in a fight with some fucked up looking wolf things? You were sleepwalking. I figured I'd let you go on a stroll. <laughs> yeah, that's a believable story. You know I'm going to find out eventually, right? That seems to be how all this dreaming bullshit works. Oh yes, but the question then becomes, what can you do about it? <laughs> Wesley remained silent, feeling the edge of his counterpart's point. He didn't know what he was doing out there, but he was sure the thing inside him had something to do with it. Paranoid that he would go out for another unexpected jaunt, he stayed up the rest of the night until the dim light of the sun peeked through the ashen clouds above. After he started hearing rustling in the other tents, Wesley got out of his tent and sat by the still-smoking pile of wood from last night's bonfire. He looked at the horizon. Great billowing plumes of smoke invaded the sky, coiling like serpents around the incoming thunderheads. What little light seeped through the smog was dirty, flecked with ash and the exhaust of large fires in the distance. Consequently, everything was gray with a hint of rust, a portrait of depression if he had ever seen one. Moffat was the first out of his tent, sauntering over to Wesley, a beaming smile on his face. Why, you're up early, Dr. Morgan. Were you able to get any sleep? Uh, not really, but it's, it's fine. I'm awake enough. I, myself, slept like a log. Peculiar saying, isn't that? Slept like a log? Being that it's an inanimate, non-sentient thing that doesn't sleep. I think slept like a cat would be more appropriate. Don't you? Wesley just stood there for a moment, befuddled by the man's bizarre tangent. I... I guess. Never really gave it much thought. Say, uh, you got any insight what we can expect from these, uh, dread pits of Dair? Only what our strange new friends, or friend, I'm not quite sure which, has already told us. But you said you had a plan of some sort. Uh, you must know something. I said I may have a plan. Really, Dr. Morgan, for such an achieved academic, you're not very good at listening. Well, uh, to suggest you might have a plan infers you have enough knowledge about the situation to make the statement in the first place. Now, do you know something or not? Dr. Morgan, if I say no, then you will undoubtedly not believe me. If I say yes, but don't tell you, then you'll get angry and want to know what it is, even if your knowledge of it may very well lead to our peril. So, I ask myself this. Why does he pursue a line of questioning that he already knows the outcome of? A grimace crossed Wesley's face. <sighs> Never mind, then. Wesley walked towards Sal's tent, having his fill of Cyrus for the day. That fucking haughty piece of shit! 
I'll never understand you humans. You hate something, yet you pride yourselves on restraining the actions that would satisfy the feeling. Why are you so resistant to killing that arrogant fucking pest? Just because I don't like someone doesn't give me the right to kill them. Oh, spare me the sermon. If you had your druthers, the man would be gone. Remember, little Wesley, I'm in here with you. I'm not a killer. Plus, if you want a more pragmatic response, he's, he's pulled our fat out of the fire several times now. Without him, we're flying more blind than we already are. It's surprising that you've survived so long just placating your every impulse. Such is the benefit of great power. Well, there must be a limit on that power being that you're on the run from something and you're stuck in here with me. Wesley could sense a sneer from the dark thing, glowering in the foggy chambers of his mind. It receded into whatever dark kingdom it had set up inside Wesley's skull, no doubt devising some petty revenge or another. You in there, Sal? Yeah, just uh, getting some clothes on. Uh, what I wouldn't do for a washing machine and a dryer in this fucking place. Shit, can't even trust the water around here. After some shuffling and awkward motions natural to such a confined space, Salvatore came stumbling out of his tent. Yeah, what's up, Wes? Everything all right? Uh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, that was... Well, that, that was some pretty heavy stuff you told us last night. I, I just wanted you to know, uh... uh I'm not very good at these things. Just, uh... Just know that... If you need to talk to someone, I'm, I'm here for you. A sullen expression overcame Sal's face, as if Wesley had just ripped a bandage off a still-bleeding wound. I appreciate that, Wes. I, I really do. You're a good friend. Wesley nodded and patted his young friend on the back. It felt good to do something positive, even if it was just offering help to a kindred spirit. Still, seeing the man brought him back to that dream, the one of his supposed parents, what did they fear the one church would do to him? What did the One Church do to them? There was a momentary spark of anger at the thought of them being punished. He didn't know much about this organization or church or whatever it was, but he wanted to find out more. He would have to find a sneaky way of getting the information from Voren or Moffat. Cyrus briefly mentioned them when he was mentioning all the clandestine organizations that apparently run the world. He would start there when the opportunity presented itself. The rest of the group began to break down their tents and pack up their belongings, readying themselves for another long haul through the storm-torn lands ahead of them. He sincerely hoped Moffat had some kind of plan stuffed in that fat head of his, as the dread pits of Dair did not sound like a pleasant place. He also wondered when they'd hear back from the Umbarian. He got the impression that, while they were not visible, they were present in some way. Perhaps it was just the paranoia getting to him. After all, he literally had some nebulous, ancient creature watching him at all times from inside his head. It wasn't too much of a leap to suspect that the thing or things in the caves were keeping tabs on them. As the clouds congregated in the sky, the thunder became louder and the rain began its usual assault upon the group. To make matters worse, they were about to travel through some kind of dire wetlands. He wasn't looking forward to putting his feet in those murky waters, especially given the wildlife they'd already come across. He wasn't sure how the biomes on this continent operated. There seemed to be sharp transitions between environmental types. One moment they could be in a forest, and the next on a mountainous trail with no trees in sight. The place clearly didn't abide by any traditional environmental logics, but he supposed that was par for the course at this point. He looked over at Voren, whose skin had taken on a stark white sheen, sweat glossing his brow. He was shaking. 
Then Wesley remembered his awakening story, how he woke up in that haunted green lake, experienced the mind of some cosmic sentient sea bent on drowning the stars beneath its tumultuous green body. Vorin was usually pretty stoic, calm in the wake of a storm, but now he was shaking, a rattling leaf in the autumn wind. Riva put his hand on his shoulder, trying to steady the man. Wesley overheard Vorin whisper that he could hear the song again. Then, after a deep breath, they both entered into the marsh. Fucking Christ! I don't even want to think about what fucked up things are swimming around in here. Doesn't help that the water's practically black. River, do you see anything? River simply shook his head and forged ahead. The sounds of exotic beasts sounded in the distance, and Wesley could hear the subtle disturbance of water as if something, or several things, just wriggled their way into the swamp. What the fuck was that? I just felt something brush up against my goddamn ankle. Ugh, more fucking creepy crawlies. I fucking hate this place. I seem to have felt something as well. I dare say we're not alone in here. Great. How much further do we have to wade through this shit? I can see the edge of the swamp up a bit further, but... Vorin suddenly disappeared beneath the ebon waters, an explosion of pitch liquid remarking upon his sudden disappearance. Holy fucking shit, Vorin! Where the fuck did he go? Riva's mask was off within seconds. A curse perched on the tip of his devilish tongue. He moved through the water with a violent dedication, his eyes sharp as razors. Suddenly, another explosion of black water erupted only a few yards away. This time, Vorn was given a few seconds to speak. Help! It's, it's wrapped around! Vorn's face was one of pure terror before he was dragged under again. Except this time, Wesley was able to catch a glimpse of the thing that had him in its clutches. It looked like some kind of serpent, its body like that of an anaconda, its skin a palette of gray with dark crimson streaks. But what was most odd about it was the multiple heads it seemed to sport, eel-like things with mouthfuls of serrated teeth. As it dragged Vorn under for a second time, clouds of black plumed from its body, muddying the waters further. Salvatore went to aim his gun, but Moffat quickly lowered it with his left hand and rose his lantern in the right. The thing casted an effulgence of bright orange light, shadows dancing across the weeds and cattails. Importantly, the light penetrated past the onyx hue of the water, revealing where Vorn was tussling with the thing underwater. It also disclosed the immensity of the beast they were dealing with. The thing spanned the entirety of the swamp, its spiny, muscular body zigzagging around rocks and tufts of swamp grass. In some places, its body split, giving way to new, abominable heads, each one different than the next, each armed with an array of needle-like teeth. Holy fuck! The goddamn thing's all around us! Salvador started firing into the water where he saw long lengths of the thing trying to encircle his legs. Riva also didn't miss a beat. He ran over to where Vorn was struggling beneath the water and, when close enough, let loose one of those hellish curses. You're someone that's not A horrible caterwaul erupted from the water, which soon turned from black to crimson. Riva then plunged his hand into the splashing marsh and pulled Vorn from the depths. Not! Jesus Christ! We've, we've got to get the hell out of this swamp! Riva nodded and signed to everyone to run towards the edge of the marsh. The group sped forward, firing blindly into the pitch waters. In response, the swamp became tumultuous, waves threatening to swallow its unwilling occupants. Occasionally, they'd see the massive, slithering body of the creature breach the surface, purposely stirring the waters. 
Just as Wesley was about to reach solid land, he felt the massive thing tighten around his legs. Oh, fuck! It's got my legs! Jesus! It's crushing me! At that moment, a trinity of demonic heads burst from the water's surface and loomed over Wesley's prone figure. They possessed innumerable eyes, like a spider, and their maws opened unnaturally wide as if intending to swallow Wesley whole. Just as they darted towards Wesley's head, the barrel of a gun was shoved in the lead monster's gaping maw. Eat this, you ugly motherfucker! Salvatore quickly helped Wesley to the solid dirt outcropping, his feet and legs finally free of that murky swamp. After a few moments, Riva, Voren, and Moffat joined them. Everyone was breathing heavy, their lungs heaving from their latest near-death experience. Except for Riva. His eyes were almost glowing, an effulgent anger seeping from his irises. He walked to the edge of the swamp and began a string of foul sounds. His tongue elongated and acid and bile flowed like waterfalls into the water. As he continued to utter the language of devils, Wesley could hear the water begin to bubble and hiss. All the weeds, lily pads, and algae began to dissolve. Even the branches overhanging the swamp were beginning to dip, the heat of the water causing them to almost combust. Soon, the hellacious screams of the massive creature in the swamp echoed throughout the area as it slowly dissolved and the water turned acid. Riva watched intently as the thing writhed and squirmed, its flesh sloughing off its bones, its bellows now grotesque gurgles as its insides slowly liquefied. The group watched until the creature was nothing more than a soupy substance floating on the water's surface. Finally, Riva placed his mask and turned towards Voren. Ah, yes, yes, my friend, I'm... I'm all right, but that song, it, it won't stop. Yeah, I was in a tight spot there for a second, but uh, luckily Sal was there to save my ass. What about you, Moffat? <sighs> Fit as a fiddle, though I can't say the same thing for my clothes. Pity that. The group looked on at the seething acid pool the swamp had become, not quite ready to face whatever was next. The group let out a collective sigh hoping this wasn't an omen of things to come. Grimland is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Stephen Anslone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anslone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about Grimland and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about Grimland and the world of Maltopia, visit us at maltopia.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.